Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, this is Tim, and welcome to History Dweebs. Thank you for joining us today, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Brandy Blue Hair Beauty Herman. How are you today, Brandy? I'm well, thank you, Tim. And the distinguished Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III. That's too many names. Affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm, you know, I'm doing fine other than, you know, you yelling at me all damn day, getting all terse and nasty with me. I mean, I'm not, I don't know why you had to do all that, but. Uh, okay, Colonel, thank you for, <laughs> sorry I asked. Um, so today's topic is Albert Fish, who was a pretty sick puppy, and um, this is one of those shows where we're going to. Again, uh, recommend listener discretion because it's pretty gruesome. This guy was a uh, rapist. He was a serial killer and a cannibal. So he is a trifecta. It's all around. Yeah. But really, when it comes to serial killers, you're not going to find anybody as deranged or fiendish as Albert Fish. Yeah, I think he he is even worse than Eddie Gein. He so. sets the ball. Yeah. He's deranged. Yeah. Deranged. Deranged woman. <laughs> She's making fun the of the range, southern accident. The range. Just in Spain. <laughs> oh, mainly in the plane. Why everybody got to pick on the colonel today? Huh? <laughs> we what? we love you, colonel. Why we everybody really. got to pick on the colonel? But, it, for, so before we get started. Colonel Pinchel. Before we get started, we, we I thank you all for listening to the Ed Gein podcast. We had like a zillion people, I think a little over a zillion, listen yeah. to that. Zillion and one. Uh, yeah, like zillion and three, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's crazy. And we thank all of you for listening to that. So we kind of know what our audience likes now. It appears that you like serial killers and you creeps. You twisted bastards. <laughs> so that's what we're going to give listen. you from time to time. Um, and we have one for you today. Now, the last podcast we did was on, uh, who was it on? Tokyo Rose. Roses. Tokyo Rose, and we apologize. It went a little long. Uh, my colleagues thought that I went into a little bit too much detail on um, Tokyo Rose. The only thing you didn't tell us was that she was a 34B. That's the only thing we don't know about Tokyo Rose. No, I'm sorry that the story. In his notes, he just I'm sorry that the story of a woman who was caught behind enemy lines. Help POWs was charged with treason and went to prison was not as compelling as the. It was not. Not as compelling as. Timmy has a lot of Asian friends and he's clearly pandering right now. I'm sorry that story was not as compelling as Lobster Boy. Nothing is compelling. Or Earl's Taxidermy. Earl's? Don't you badmouth Earl's taxidermy. I would not take Brandy's Don't dead you. aunt's squirrel to Earl's taxidermy. <laughs> Sir, have you no dignity? <laughs> have you no... no Decency? Is that no the word you're looking for? What the hell is wrong with you? Earl, now, Earl put up $4,000 to sponsor Where'd our show. Where'd it go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're holding out on us. Yeah. I mean, Earl put up $14 to sponsor <laughs> yeah. our show. Which brings me to this week, we got two. 
Two shout we outs. Got two. Two no two sponsors. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well let's get to the shout out first because we have one very special shout out. We got a very nice email. Long very very uh very uh very nice. Um from Roland and his son Jared, who somehow stumbled upon us. And, and I got to say, I don't know how you stumble upon us. I always wondered that. I would like somebody to send me an email saying They stumbled on Ed Gein. Yeah, they stumbled up. Well, yeah, well, they stumbled on the Ed Gein show. Because you stumble across the Ed Gein, you're liable to be part of his furniture. But uh, Ed Gein stumbled across a lot of people in his yeah. own house. And Roland, in, Roland, I'm sorry, and Jared are from Florida, mm-hmm. where uh, you bastards, you're down there being all warm. I'm up here freezing my... Freezing to death, but we. And we then they wonder you. why the podcast takes so long. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. I hope you have nice weather down there. Uh, it's coming up on hurricane season. Keep yourself safe down there in Florida. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you very much for the email, um, Roland. We really appreciate it. And if any of the rest of you would like to get a shout out, um, email us at um, history dweeb at yahoo.com or our Facebook page. And we will give you a shout-out. We love getting feedback. Love feedback, especially positive feedback. Whoever whoever the bastard was that put a negative comment on our Facebook page, we love that, too. It was funny. But we deleted you. Sorry. And and I did not appreciate it. You're a coward, and if I knew where you were, I'd challenge you to a duel. I think the quote was something. I think the quote was... who are these morons, and how can anyone listen to more than five minutes of this shit? I think it was something along those lines. It was brilliant, we, but and it was you, funny. Johnny Footstool, I would tell you. <laughs> Johnny Footstool. I think that was his You name. can look me up on the internet, the colonel, Colonel Beauregard. I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> Okay. You do not say those kind of things to my, about my friends. Who friend. are our sponsors this week? Oh, I'm sorry. I should get to it after. But there is going to be a duel if I ever run into you, Johnny Footstool. <laughs> Uh, sponsors today. Now, I went out and got a very special sponsor for us today. I'm sure you did. I got us two, actually. He's Herb um, Tar- Tarlick. Yeah, now, yes. I got us Alfonso's Scrapyard and Crematorium up in Hoboken, New Jersey. Um, they will get rid of your car, get rid of your body, oh, yeah. get rid of a car with a body in it. Uh, they've been around for a long, long time. They did really well during the Mafia Wars. Some good work out of them. Yeah. They, there was a God lot of work. Got yeah. a lot of business. Well, that's Alfonso's. You know yeah. that name yeah. mm-hmm. And then we, then I went down to uh, this Lorraine, Illinois. Yeah. Because of today's show, where I found Albert's Fish and Chips. So, which is very, it's a perfect sponsor for this podcast. It is. So I told, I gave them a discount, and they said, "Yeah, we'll sponsor one show. You guys got a lot of listeners of, uh, you know, over twenty-two five. 22, 25 listeners. That's yeah. a you know, demographic. Sure. 22 to 25 people. Yeah. So so they gave me the lunch special and... Uh, it was fat back. It was, it was good. It was was good. it fat back? Yeah. That was the lunch special. It was the fat back. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Colonel, for that shout out and those um, words from our sponsors. Let's talk about Albert Fish. Uh, he was a sick bastard... And so, tell us a little bit about him, Colonel. Well, Albert was born in 1870, because I know you guys are sticking with you're when good, dude. Born, yeah. May 19th, 1870. Yeah, but he got the year. I got the year, I know. <laughs> now, he was, a, he, was, he was an American serial killer. He, he was born Hamilton Howard Fish. Ham. Uh, shortened for ham, and somehow... He changed it. He changed that to a, a dead relative of his. A dead cousin was named Albert, so he took his name because the kids was calling him Ham and Eggs. Now, I don't understand that because his last name was Fish. It seems like Ham and Fish. But somehow the kids came up with Ham and Eggs. I don't... I, I won't. Well, I don't like him because he hurts children, so I'm going to call him Ham and Eggs all through this podcast. Well, you can call him whatever you want because the guy... Now, the one thing about Mr. Fish... Is of all the serial killers, he got some of the coolest nicknames. Okay, what, what were some of the nicknames? Well, the Gray Man. Now that was kind of you know that was kind of, but he was the werewolf of Wisteria. Now that's a good serial killer nickname. It is. Werewolf Where, where's Wisteria? Wisteria at? It's in Germany. Okay. The Brooklyn Vampire, the Moon Maniac, and he was the original Boogeyman. 
Yeah, that's a probably one that people most know him by, the Boogeyman. The Boogeyman. And it's the original uh, Boogeyman. And, you know, probably more scary than anything you can come up in with in your imagination. He did some sick stuff. He did do some sick stuff, but he was he he was the original Boogeyman. He's uh in, in the everybody knows Boogeyman's scary, and I'm just reminding you, Johnny Footstool, I am your Boogeyman now. But back to Albert Fish. Um, here's a strange thing about Albert. Albert's father was 75 years old when Salt he was born. That, that dude's still getting it on when he he's was 74 seven. years old when Albert was conceived. Yeah. Now I gotta I, I gotta give you a shout out there, old man fish, because seventy four years old and there was no Cialis, no Viagra, still hitting it. Yeah, I mean he when, was. When he forty years older than his mother. Forty three to be years. precise. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And he was, he was a riverboat captain. She must have had great grandfather issues. <laughs> she has something, or maybe she was sleeping. Maybe she just was a sound sleeper. I don't know, but uh, he <laughs> <it> was. <laughs> Was, they must uh, have met on our time. Yeah. Well, I think they met on the Lonely Hearts page. Um, <laughs> That's next week. Which we'll get into next week. But, um, yeah, 74 years old he when he th- conceived the boy. Now, you know when you're 74 years old, the the, the swimmers in there, they're probably the old, the tired, the worn out. When they fertilize the egg, you know you're going to come up with something deranged. Why they do something like that? I don't know, man. That's, yeah. it's, that's crazy. There should be a cutoff. No, let's 49 don't, years let's old. Let's don't do that. 49 years old. No, because then you get to 49. Fertilizing an egg, and then the guy comes out. No, let's not do that. Doing all kinds of stuff. But, well, it could have been a genetic thing, too. Now, Albert, his whole family had a history of mental illness. Wackos. I mean, there's, his family tree was like, it, it, was, it was as twisted as two anacondas doing the Charleston. That's what it was That's like. pretty twisted. It was pretty damn twisted. So. A lot of nuts on that tree. Yeah, now, strangely, Albert's father died when Albert was young. Strangely, he did which, with yeah, yeah, I mean. Which was going to happen <laughs> unless really not that strange. Do, yeah. I'm surprised he made it to 70-whatever. He made it to 80. So well, he died when Albert was five. Albert was five. He had a heart attack. He did have a heart attack. Um, yeah, as, as, you know, prone to happen to people that age. And, you know, his mother was crazy. Mm-hmm. His mother was crazy. The whole, fam- whole damn family was crazy. I mean, half the people spent the time in the institution. But anyway, his mother at this time was institutionalized, and Albert was sent to an orphanage. And they were in Washington, D.C.? They were in Washington. He was sent to St. John's Orphanage in Washington, D.C. Badass place. Well, what occurred at St. John's like Orphanage? It's where he uh, he was he was treated pretty sadistically. What happened? Well, they would whip him with like the cat of nine tails, and uh, it's like that books the books the blue head devil has over yeah, there. It's like uh, Brandy's Brandy's house on Saturday night or something. Yeah, I mean, what do you, those those shades of Por- gray book yeah, pornography, pornography that the blue devil? Yeah. Well, anyway, it was stuff like that. But they, they was doing this to the kids that lived there. It's shameful. It was shameful, but but kind Albert liked it. Kind of turned him on. It it did it, it made him uh, aroused, sexually aroused, and he liked watching the other boys getting beat, and he liked getting beat himself. Oftentimes, Albert would take a cat of nine tails and go flog himself. Go flog himself. Now, there was, as I said on other shows, there's been times I just wanted to hit myself in the head with axe. Right, right. But you no, never, but I ain't never wanted to flog myself. You never wanted to flog yourself. No, How do you want to do that? Call me. There's something wrong with that. Now, here, it, by, now by by the time he's 20 years old, um, he's getting into some really, really, and and actually, he we did mention the Fifty Shades thing. Albert was actually the first author. Of those books, Fifty Shades of Great series. Well, actually, it was the, Fish. After his spankings, he wrote. He was writing books, Fifty Shades of My Buttocks. <laughs> um, that's where the because they would shades, change. It would change. It'd be yeah. purple. It'd be blue. It'd be you know kind of a greenish gray. Sure, whatever. sure. But uh, and and he well, you'll get into this later on. But he was actually at one point getting his children to spank him. Yeah, um, yeah but I was sick. But anyway, I'm saying like the young friends number. too. Yeah, the friends too. Yeah. I mean, that was like, you know, that don't happen when my kids have 
company over. We they they play the Xbox or whatever. Did but. you also see where he was? Um, he was getting into while he was at the orphanage. He was also getting into Euro Euro Yeah, he was. He, I didn't yeah, know, I didn't even say that. I didn't drink know, and drinking, drinking feet. I mean, drinking. He liked to urine. drink the pee and eat the doo doo. Is what they started getting into. <laughs> yeah, that's the technical. That's term. the technical <laughs> term. The doo doo eating. That's um, my bad trying to. And he could have got. He could have got the uh, typhoid from that too. Oh yeah, he could. Yeah, he could have. He could have gotten typhoid or E. coli or E. coli. Yeah, he, you know, he various could've. and assorted other things that you get from eating. But he or stuitis. Stuitis. <laughs> And he, but he, he got into some strange, the poo poo flu. Nobody wants that. Oh no, Lord. That's worse than the poo poo flu. But he, uh, yeah, he was. So he's in there, and, and he gets into these freaky, freaky things. He also saw a wax museum exposition. A what? A wax museum. He went to a wax museum. Madame Tussauds exhibition. Exhibition. Yeah. A wax museum. That ex can talk today. Epidemic. He went to a wax museum epidemic, and so he went to a wax museum and he exhibition. Thank you. A wax isn't that what I said? Yeah. Okay. Close enough. And he and I don't know what the hell kind of wax museum this was. Oh, what it was Madame Tussauds House of uh, House of Horrors. Yeah. House, house of Horrors. Not the horrors, <laughs> but the House of Horrors. Because what he saw that fascinated him was a bisected penis. A bisect. Not like you do in, history, in science class, bisect a frog. Dissect a frog. Well, this was a bisected penis. Cut in half. It was like if you you take the hot dog and you put it in the, you know you put it in the microwave for like forty five sure. seconds and it blows up. But well, if you put it in the microwave for a minute and a half, split right down the middle, right, ruined the hot dog. Well, this he he liked penises like this. He got fascinated by penises like this. I'm afraid I would get fascinated by penises <clears throat> like that. Well, I've I never been not. fascinated. I, I I would not want to see a penis like that. I would not I want to see any. I don't want to see it, but if I did see it, it would be fascinating to me. It okay. Will, yeah, I, I, I can <laughs> I move can, on. I can barely even go on thinking about that now. Really? Because none of you would ever be, none of you would ever stop and look at something that was no. unusual. Now, I, no. I can't even pass up a, 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 a car wreck, a good car wreck. I will stop for that, but a bisected penis, I'm going right past it. It's something I'm you covering my eyes. See. First of all, I know both of you are full of it, so. We do not approve of bisected penis. Yeah, I think we need to go on record as saying that's bad. We are a part of the anti-bisected pieces penis association. Cor- <laughs> association of Ohio. Yeah, and, just and the Northern Ohio Kentucky. Chapter. We're just Northern Ohio. Kentucky. Yeah, we're just we're just yeah. chartered in Ohio. Right. Well, I believe we've getting a now. Bluehead Devil, try to stay on. Um, oh yeah, I I went too long for Tokyo Rose, but go ahead. So now, 1890. Fish is 20 years old. He arrives in New York City, all right, uh, from Washington. And at this point, he becomes a prostitute. Selling it. He's selling selling it. Selling it. And he starts raping young boys. That's when he, that's, this is when he really starts to take a turn for the really ugly. Um, Well, see, that seems unfair. Like, he's selling himself, but then he's taking it from someone else. Yeah. It, it ain't it, uh, it ain't kosher. No, you should pay him. Well, no, there was young boys. I don't know that they could agree to that. So I think he was just a bad man. A bad, oh, these are bad, uh, okay. So these yeah, are kids. he was raping okay. young boys. Oh, yeah, okay. he wasn't raping people. He wasn't you okay. Know, just raping men. He was raping. Wasn't young he even boys. like going to like Turkish baths or something? Did I read that? He was doing that, but that's that's where he was prostituting himself. Okay, okay. Um, he was he was a strange guy. Um, he did get married. Um, he was married to a woman for nine years younger than him, oddly. Um, Why had is a that bunch odd? of kids. Hmm? Why is it odd that she's nine years younger than him? Well, it's just a little bit of an age gap. For, for the number of children they had, they had six kids. Um, and, and that's when he got into letting his kids paddle. I mean, just all kinds of strange stuff I'll let the blue-haired devil get into. But uh, Now, here's where... It gets, now we've jumped ahead, we're jumping ahead about 20 years now to 1910. And he's working in Wilmington, Delaware. Okay, and I'll let you fill in some of the gaps for me. 
blue hair devil. But uh, he meets a 19-year-old guy, and this is Thomas Kedden. Now, this is the thing that I just cannot get past. Cannot get past for the life of me. Now, he he takes Kedden to where he's living, and the two begin this sad of um, bondage. BDSM type of relationship. I know LBGT, you know the word. I don't know. The whole... The whole yeah. yeah sick, 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 sick stuff. It's 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 stuff that the Bible actually says is a, is bad. That's one the of Bible the, says yeah, it's bad. Yeah. If you read Leviticus, it'll tell you it's bad. Thou shalt not spank yeah. thy partner. It's something, but now it's not really clear whether Fish forced him to do this, and it's not really clear whether Kedden was like mentally disabled. Yeah, it sounded like he was slow. He, well, he didn't have to be slow because Fish wasn't slow, and he liked doing weird shit, too. I mean, no, but it sounded like he he had limited mental capacity. Yeah, well, he he had, I'll tell you what, he had limited after Fish got done with him. <laughs> I know. Uh, he, so he, he takes him for about 10 days, he tortures him. Fish is torturing. Fish is torturing. He's, he's got him locked up in the, in the barn. He's torturing him. And Fish just ties a torture. He mm-hmm. decides he's going to kill him. But then, you know, Fish's curiosity gets the best of him. He's got to see, now we're going back to that bisected penis thing again. Oh, sure. So Fish just takes a cleaver and cuts off half his penis. Just cuts off half the penis. Did he get, is it down the middle? I believe he bisected it. (sighs) Yeah. Which ain't as bad as cutting it in half long ways because you go from, uh, you know, Three to five to a one and a half to two. Yeah, and but half. either way, it's not know. good. Yeah, I can't really think of a good scenario to have a wound on the penis, especially having a meat cleaver touch it in any shape or form. Uh, the colonel himself. You probably should be using the term tallywhacker. I'm trying to be more medical and precise. I see. Um, and and I know from my, in a controlled environment. Uh, when the colonel had his stop vasectomy. Talking. We're going to stop talking. Um, it, no, 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 I'm just saying it was quite no, painful to just have Let the witness continue. a wound on my... Uh, tallywhacker. Well, it wasn't really on my tallywhacker. It was, <laughs> it was on my junk. It was on his berries. It was, it, it was, on, the, it was on the beans, not on the frank. Uh, okay. And, uh, okay. And, and they, they... Now, what Fish did was cut it in half. He bisected it. Right. And then he uh, put a little bit of peroxide on it. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Slapple. And then he got a little rag. They probably didn't have a lot of different types of medications back in then. So they, <laughs> well, at least he didn't put that red burning stuff on yeah. it. Yeah. Ooh, remember that stuff as a kid? Should put some ambisol on there. Well, well, mercurochrome. Ooh, yeah. I didn't yeah. like that. Oh, if he wanted to torture him, he should have put some mercurochrome on it. But he put peroxide. He put peroxide. And a, a rag covered with Vaseline. Well, I've stopped loving that was thought for him, and he... He decided not to kill him. Decided not to kill him. He gave him a kiss, left him left him $10. $10. And that was, yeah, and that was a lot of money back well, then. Well, today's money. It's that, probably about 15 like, Today's money, that'd be like $112. Oh, that's a good deal. Yeah. With inflation? Uh, get that conversion just going. $112. Okay. And he uh, kissed him, <coughs> and Albert Fish said, never heard from him again. Now... I don't know if Mr. Fish was expecting a text from the man after he cut his waka in half, but I never heard from him. Or at least a strongly worded letter. Yeah. He says, I never heard from him again. Well, I can't imagine that the man with half the weenie is going to search out the man that cut his weenie in half. If it was, it was not to thank him, I would imagine. No, you know what it'd be? It'd be for a duel. Just like I'm going to do with you, Johnny Footstool, if I ever run into you. I'm going to slap you across the face with my white glove. You call my friends morons. And Brandy is going to be your second. Brandy will be my second in case I get a sore shoulder. Or, or he has a cold. You know, I feel, I'm feeling under the weather that day. Yeah. Yeah, so <clears throat> that's really the young the young uh, Johnny, or Albert Fish. And it gets much, much, much worse. It gets so much worse that I'm going to recuse myself and just sit here with my ears covered because I can't have, can't. Bad to hear the horrors of what this man did. Because you're a decent human being. I'm, I'm a sensitive soul. I will let the harlot 
Um, yeah, she 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 reads this kind of stuff on a regular basis. Oh, right. She saw that book. It was in her office yesterday. There's two of them. Yeah, I know. There's two. I don't know how she does even work. They must be how many how many how many copies of Fifty Shades of Grey do you need? I know she she got like 135 shades of gray in there. But she's watching it all day too. Uh, I got cat o' nine tails all over. Yeah, Are you about dying running your world? Well, no, so I'm that just I can saying. Move on with this. I it, mean, I'm just checking. All I'm saying stuff is, seems to be falling out of your face <laughs> like diarrhea. So I want to make sure that that's all plugged up before I start talking about the serious stuff that's going on. And you all, I don't know how it gets more serious than you, you have see, she's pornography in, that, in your office. She's 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 in that role at Dominatrix role, right? Yeah, now. she is. Yeah. <laughs> You gonna slap one of us? You gonna slap one and wish. charge us for it? You will. And, and and I could charge you for it, and you would thank me. Well, well, I'll let you take over now. Don't do that. God. Thank you, Colonel, for that excellent introduction. Oh yes, thanks. So in January of 1917, um, his wife, his first wife, um, left him for a handyman that had been. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Boarding, they had been living within the house with all of them. That's why you never hire handyman. Because you know they're going to be banging your wife. So <laughs> they're going to be banging all He then stuff. she actually she left the premises like she took off with this guy. So he was raising his children. Fish had all his children, was raising them as a single parent. God, that's scary. Uh, according to him, when his wife left, she took nearly every possession that he had. Um, he began to have auditory hallucinations. And once wrapped himself up on a carpet, saying he was following the instructions of the instructions of John the Apostle. Um, also, about this time, that thought about that. The wife left. Uh, he started. He started doing self harm. He would embed needles uh, into his groin and his abdomen. Is that uh, a bad thing? After after he was arrested, they took an X ray of him and found at least twenty nine needles lodged in his pelvis or pelvic region. That's why you can't, can't find a needle around here. Get one pearl, too. Let's just, let's just hope he didn't go around a magnet. Oh, if he ever had an MRI. Yeah, or had to go suck. through uh, airport uh, security. Airport security. He could have got yeah. through airport security today. He would also hit himself with a uh, nail-studded paddle and inserted wood doused with lighter fluid into his anus and ah, light it on fire. There's a Saturday night for you. And light it on fire. <laughs> so he ne- <laughs> he did not. Um, Wait a minute. Let's go over that last part slowly it, again. Was this sanded? Flaming hemorrhoids. Was this sanded? Burning did he hemorrhoids. sand the wood real good? Because you do not want a splinter. So what did he do now again? What did he put into what he put a? So he soaked wood in kerosene. Yeah. Yes. Put it in his butthole and let it on fire. So that's where the term lighting a fire under your ass came from. Or, you know, burning... Uh, well, you could get splinters that way. That's why I said if you don't sand it down, Polly, yeah. put some good urethane on there. Yeah. It's horrible. That's why you need polyurethane it's, when it comes in handy. Horrible, horrible, horrible. <clears throat> um, so, I'm sorry we have breaking news. Leonard Nimoy just passed away. Um, Spock? Yes. Sorry. Spock, so there ain't going to be no remake? Not with Spock. Well, as long as George Takai is still alive, that's okay. Yes, we'll discuss more of this later. So, anywho. So, all right. So, 
He had never. He actually was never thought to have physically attacked or abused his own children, but he did encourage them and their friends to hit him um, with the paddle and. Yeah, and they have that. I, they have a picture. I don't know if it was his, but I, you can Google it online. There's a picture of the paddle with the nails, like an it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, coming out. Uh, I have double dog dad my kids and their friends to hit me before, but never asked them. He soon developed a growing obsession with cannibalism, and he would often prepare himself dinner that was just all raw meat, and he would feed his children. Would feed his children that. Um, you could get worms. Uh, you could get, get the worms. worms. Yes. Uh, about 1919, he stabbed a mentally handicapped boy in Georgetown, Washington, D.C. He, he had a tendency to choose people that were either mentally handicapped or African-American, explaining that he assumed these victims would not be missed when they were killed. Um, and he tortured, mutilated, and murdered young children with his implements of hell, which consisted of a meat cleaver, a butcher knife, and a small handsaw. Ugh. Yeah. Um, I believe I'm getting some vapor. The kids that are vapors over here listening to this. Yeah, that's pretty gross. He, you know, he kind of just rolled along doing these things. Uh, about five years after um, he stabbed the mentally handicapped kid, um, on July 11th of 1924, he found eight-year-old Beatrice Keel playing alone on her parents' Staten Island farm. Um, he offered her money to come out and help him look for rhubarb. I told you about the rhubarb with the like rhubarb cobbler just, over there before. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It, it, so, you, well, you need help when you're looking for rhubarb because it's you have to have a eagle eye. They didn't yeah. have stranger danger, so she's about to go yeah. with him. And the mother um, comes out and chases fish away. But he he comes back like he's yeah that's okay. real didn't he like he sleep back. in the barn well he goes he tried to go to sleep in the barn he tried Ugh. to he tried to hole up in their barn and the dad Hans Kiel found them and made him leave why um, didn't they shoot his ass I always wondered that why didn't somebody yeah. just shoot it by because he's a creepy looking bastard oh, yeah. by 1924 he was suffering from psychosis he felt like God was commanding him to torture torture and sexually mutilate children. Ugh. Um, he attempted his implements of hell on a child acquaintance named Cyril Quinn. They were playing box ball on a sidewalk when Fish asked, Fish asked them if they'd eaten lunch, and they hadn't. And so he said, well, why don't you come in my apartment for some sandwiches? The boys were wrestling around in Fish's bedroom, and they discovered Fish's implements of hell. So they saw his chainsaw. They saw um, that stuff. Or not, it wasn't chainsaw, it was no. a... They saw all. that stuff, became, but they became frightened, and they ran out of the apartment. Yeah, that's good. Um, well, he, Fish actually remarried. I mean, crazy, crazy as a shithouse rat, but he remarried February 6, 1930, to a Stella Wilcox. Stella! And I'm still single. Yeah, <laughs> well, but they divorced after a week. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they said it would never last. Yeah, they, they did, and they were tr- they, they were right. They did not return one of the gifts. They did not return a single gift. A nar- nearly one. Oh. That's tacky. That is it's really tacky. tacky. It's a faux pas. Mm-hmm. So he, he was arrested in May of 1930 for sending an obscene letter to a woman who answered an advertisement for a maid. Um, oh yeah, didn't he like have this whole thing where he would send like uh, look people's mm-hmm. names up in uh, ads and, and things ads and send and, them yeah. dirty oh, letters? Oh, he sent all kinds. Of, yeah, he like. Well, he finally. He was the first troll. He yeah, was he the was. first. In, he was really the first internet. He's sort of like Johnny Footstool. Jo- yeah, he, yeah, Johnny Footstool. Stop. You related to Albert Fish? He yeah, finally, cowardly bastard. He finally in 1931 was sent to Bellevue Psychiatric Hospital. But he, let's see. But back on May 25th of 1928, um, he saw a classified advertisement in the Sunday edition of the New York World that read, Young man, 18, wishes position in the country. Edward Budd, 406 West 15th Street. So on the 28th, Fish, who was then 58 years old, went to the Bud family farm, or no, I guess it wasn't a farm. Went to went to the Bud family in Manhattan, under the pretense of hiring this kid, 
And he later told people he was planning to tie Edward up and mutilate him and leave him to bleed to death. But he introduced himself as Frank Howard, a farmer from Farmingdale, Farmingdale, New York. Yes, so that would make sense. Farmingdale. And by this time, it's interesting because he's in his 50s, but he looked like he's 110 years old. Yeah, he it was right. And that's how he got by with so much of this stuff because he looked like a kindly old grandpa. He, was, he looked harmless. Um, yeah, he, premature gray. So he goes, he promised to hire Fish, promised to hire Bud and his friend Willie um, and said that he would go ahead and send for him in a few days. Well, he didn't show up and he sent a telegraph to the family apologizing and then he set a later date. Well, when he came back, he met Grace and apparently changed his intended victim from Edward to Grace Bud. And he made up this whole elaborate story about how he was going to attend his niece's birthday party and did she want to come? And She's like, what, 10? Yeah, she wasn't very old at all. She was 10 years old. Uh, but he convinced the parents who are yeah, How does stellar. that happen? I don't know. How does that happen? Some stranger comes up and says, hey, I'm going to take your 10-year-old daughter to a birthday party. You've never seen the guy before. Okay. Well, some, sometimes, sell the other one. sometimes your kids just get on your damn nerves. Uh, you ever seen the clown from It? Hmm. Yes, Pennywise. Pennywise, there's mm-hmm. times that I'd let Logan go to King's Island with Pennywise. Because he just get on my damn nerves so bad some days. But... So he told that he convinced the parents to let Grace accompany him to the party. Um, and they never, Grace left that day and they never returned. Um, they did arrest a guy in that disappearance, some 66-year-old superintendent, Charles Edward Pope. They arrested him on September 5th, 1930, and because his estranged wife accused him. So, so just to be were, clear on this, divorced. she accused him. He just to be clear, Mr. Fish comes and takes this young girl. <laughs> they don't come back. Yeah, it's, and I, I then they arrest it. another guy yeah. for the disappearance. Yeah, I couldn't understand that. Hundred and eight days in jail. I couldn't so understand that. So they did not have either. Sherlock Holmes on this case. No, Scooby was not there. <laughs> no, they one. did not. They did not have the history dweebs crack no. in this case. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. They 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 knew that they they told. They let Fish take their daughter, although he gave him a phony name. But then they they don't know what happened to her. It's really weird. So in November would have thought 19- they would ask for a deposit or something. Something. So in November of 1934, an anonymous letter showed up at the girls' parents' house. Oh, this house. is just sick. And this actually led the police to uh, Albert Fish. Um, it's I'm not going to read it. Um, it's available online if you want to read it. It, it, it but basically, yeah, I got it. okay. Uh, essentially, what it says uh, was that the writer tortured Miss. Uh, uh, let's see, he tortured her with details about the empty house her daughter was taken to in Worcester, New York. How she was then stripped of her clothing, strangled, and cut into pieces and eaten. And, you know, and the worst part of that is that she was illiterate, and she had to have someone read she had her son read it to her. Read it to her. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to make her feel better, um, the writer, Fish, Fish, um, let her know that Grace had not been sexually assaulted at any time. Um, so that and she him, died a virgin. And she died a virgin. Well, that was mighty kind of a fiendish bastard. Wasn't that sweet? So, you know, I mean, in, in the the letter, and I'm looking at the letter, and it's extremely graphic, and it's and it's horrible, and I can't imagine as a mother. And it was like, wasn't it like getting anything like four that. years later or something? It was a while. Uh, yeah, I mean, he took her. Let's see. When it was really the envelope that got him. I mean, yeah, he, yeah. He tried to scratch over the 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 letterhead or the address, return address on the envelope, and but it was really graphic. He he it was he killed her, and then he basically. Chopped her up and, and ate, ate, her. Her. ate her. Yeah. So he, um, but yes, Charles, um, the, he did get caught by his, by his letterhead, by his stationery um, for that particular case because it was a very, um, it was a very dis- distinctive, specific um Symbol that was on this station to future serial killers. If you're gonna, like the Zodiac killer, he didn't use his own station. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. get notebook paper, don't 
you know. Notebook paper. Not have got the DNA to conduct. Well, I mean, you know, the thing, the weird thing is that he would remember in detail four years later what he did, and then just out for no reason write a letter to the parents to torture him. Well, he he told you know he told police that he had it never even entered his head to rape the girl. He never even thought about it. But that he because that would be sick. Because yeah, that would be wrong. But he did. Um, he later told his attorney that while kneeling on her chest and strangling her, he did have two involuntary ejaculations. Ugh. And they used this at trial to prove that the kidnapping was sexually motivated, um, and did not even mention the cannibalism. So, um, after his arrest, they discovered uh, mis- they discovered about. Mr. Francis McDonald, and this little boy was eight, and back on July 14, 1924, he was reported missing by his parents. He had been playing a game of catch with friends and had failed to come home. His body was found hung by a tree in a wooded area near his home. He had been sexually assaulted and then strangled with suspenders. Um... According to the autopsy, he'd also suffered extensive lacerations to his legs and abdomen, and his left hamstring had almost been entirely stripped of its flesh, like somebody had been hitting him. Um, Fish refused to claim responsibility for this, but later he said that his intention was to castrate the boy, but heard somebody coming and he took off. Um... The little boy's friends, McDonald's friends, told the police that he was taken by an elderly gentleman with a gray mustache. Um, a neighbor had seen the same thing. They, uh, his mother, Francis's mother, said she'd seen that man earlier in the day. Um, you know, he looked, he just came down the street sort of crazy, and everybody, you know, left him alone. Um, he, let's see. Uh, Billy Gaffney was another one that he got nailed for on February 11th, 1927. um, Three-year-old Billy and his 12-year-old brother were playing in the apartment hallway in Brooklyn. Oh, there's two Billys. I apologize. I'm sorry. Billy Beaton and his 12-year-old brother were playing in the apartment hallway in Brooklyn with four-year-old Billy Gaffney. The 12-year-old left for his apartment, and both of the little boys disappeared. Beaton was later found on the roof of the apartment. Uh, they asked him what happened, and or they asked what happened to Gaffney, and Beaton, the little boy, told him that the boogeyman took him. They never recovered Gaffney's body. Initially, they thought it was serial killer Peter... Kudzanowski. Yeah, he was yeah, another. Yeah, he been operating around that. Yeah, he was a, another child molester, serial yeah. killer. It was in the same area. Can you imagine that neighborhood? Yeah, no, two of those. It's crazy. Wackos running around. Um, then Joseph Meehan, a motorman in Brooklyn on the Brooklyn trolley, saw pictures of fish in a newspaper, and identified him as the old man that he saw February eleventh, nineteen twenty-seven. He'd been trying to quiet the little boy sitting next to him on the trolley. The boy wasn't wearing a jacket, was crying for his mother, and was dragged by the man on and off the trolley. Which which makes you wonder, if you see that today, now, and, and I know things are different, but wouldn't somebody step up and say, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, maybe when they thought screaming. it was his grandkid or something. But somebody could ask. Yeah, you would think. I mean, I think today people would be more... Um, sensitive to it maybe more alert to it well Fish went on trial for the murder of Grace Bud and it started on March 11, 1935 um, the trial lasted for 10 days and Fish pled insanity he claimed to have heard voices from God telling him to kill these children um, several psychiatrists testified to Fish's extensive list of sexual fetishes um, which I can't really say, and it's pretty extensive. Um, but it, it included mutilation, oh, cannibalism. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot. Voyeurism. Drinking and Picarism, 
exhibitionism, flagellism, fellatio, analingus, conolingus. He had them all. Yeah, he did. He was yeah. he was he was a whole penthouse forum section to himself. He was a whole website. He was. A whole website. Um, but he was, he was at, a per- whole Persian kitty. Ultimately, um, they found they found him to be sane and guilty, and the judge ordered the death sentence. And he arrived in pr- in prison on March nineteen thirty five. He was executed on January sixteenth, nineteen thirty six, in the electric chair at Sing Sing. Um, his last words were reportedly, I don't even know why I'm here. Um, did, did you read uh, that? But they, there was a little problem with his execution, yeah. wasn't they had to pull. They had to pull it twice. They had to pull the switch twice because he has so many damn needles in his groin. Yeah. That it shorted stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. I would have thought that those things would have just started popping. I don't know. The electric chair had to be pretty new at that point, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it took them a while to, to give him enough juice to put it down. They don't know. They're, some people are disproving that theory. They're just saying it was... Um, a malfunction in the uh, Well, chair. no, they're just saying oh. that he died the same way, at the same time frame as others, so... But they did have to pull the, pull the thing According twice, on According to this, it. they may not have. Uh, that oh, okay. just might be I mean, urban legend. Yeah. Urban, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his... His lawyer actually had some final statements, and after after he was executed, um, his lawyer went out to reporters and said, you know, let them know that he had Fish's final statements that, that Howard had given them. And when the journalist, you know, wanted, wanted him to, the guy's name was Dempsey, they wanted Dempsey to read this, this final statement. He said, I will never show it to anyone. It's the most filthy string of obscenities I have ever read. So. Well, he hasn't read some of your emails, Blue Hat Devil. Probably not. Some, some of the books that you keep things. in your desk. Oh yeah, or the books you keep. Oh, you know, now, I have, to, I have to raise the question. Because I'm reading about this man, and clearly, clearly, he's the most fiendish character we've talked about. Mm-hmm. But then when you get back to him going to the orphanage at five, to me, the man was clearly insane. Mm -hmm. How responsible was this man for what he did? I mean, it's it's almost like this orphanage created a monster and then let it loose on but society. But you don't know that. Yeah. No, we don't. That's my whole point. Is, no, you don't you know, know that. You he don't could know. have been. He could have been that way <clears throat> before he went to the orphanage. Yeah. I mean, it might not have mattered if he'd grown up in a loving home. It he, not he's not mattered. the kind of he's not the poster child for um, uh, argument against the death penalty. You wouldn't want to lead with he, he Robert Fish. He doesn't elicit a lot of sympathy, but is he a? I mean, clearly the man was was psychotic. He was not in control of his own faculties, and and. Whether he knew, but he clearly knew right from wrong because he was trying to hide the bodies. You know, he just didn't do stuff. And well, I think he just didn't want people <clears throat> in his business. Yeah, it's yeah. actually and it's, he ate most of them. Yeah, he, he ate. How many did he, did he kill? It was like three to nine. Is that the? Well, well he, he said over a hundred. Well, he said he bragged that he had a hundred. Every kid in, in every, every state. In every mm-hmm. state. Yeah, he it bragged. He bragged. But that well, was over a hundred. We're not. Uh, we're not sure if he met. But he was convicted. He wasn't sure if he meant killed a kid in every state or, or molested or ate. Yeah. yeah. He ate, um, or he, you know, he was convicted of grace. But Lord knows how many yeah. victims he had. And that was all it took. And I think that they knew that. But a sick um, puppy. Yes. Yeah. And I apologize. There's a lot of information on him, and it's... I, I wanted to spare people some of the um, some of the more yeah, really it, grotesque things that yeah some of these stories you can kind of make light of but some of the shit that he did no. it's hard to make light of especially when you got kids involved but I'll tell you who we will not spare the gory details to who Johnny Footstool right. Johnny Footstool <laughs> I will not forget you you think that this is just something that's going to pass but you call my friends morons now, as a reminder, I, Johnny Footstool is a person who made an unfavorable comment on our Facebook page. <laughs> he called my friend. Now, he called us all three morons. Right. Okay. Now, the colonel, 
the colonel got a thick skin. I'm not a sensitive man. You want to take me on and say, well, you're, you're a learned man. I'm a learned man, but you do not call my friends morons, Johnny Footstool. Even if it's true. Even if, oh, I'm not saying they're not morons. I'm just saying they're my morons. You understand that? I get to, it's like, like so your you're calling your out Johnny Footstool. Oh, I will call you. I, I don't think he'll be listening at this point because he said he couldn't listen more than five minutes of this shit. So well, we're like an hour you into to it. Make it through to this, Johnny Footstool. Or if the word gets around, just tell him the colonel looking for you, Johnny Footstool. And because me and you, we got a score to settle. And we're going to do it the old-fashioned way. What is this, the outsiders? What is the old-fashioned way? The old-fashioned way is, is I door? slap him across the face with a pair of white gloves, and we do 20 paces. Do you have to have a pair of white gloves or just one? just need one. I'm going to use the whole pack because he, he, he pissed me off real bad. And Brandy is going to be your second. I'm not in, in case you're not feeling well. That in case I'm not feeling I'm well. not your second. Yeah. And your weapon of choice? My weapon of choice is going to be a pair of nunchucks. <laughs> the colonel is deadly with a pair of nunchucks. nunchucks. Hmm? I'm not your second. I would, a, I would choose an automatic weapon myself. No. Nope. Grenade launcher. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> you get a pair of nunchucks, I can knock the bullets right out of that. Huh. Um... Brandy, yes. do you have anything else you would like to add, or would you like to wrap up this uh, podcast? Not. We need to wrap this up. Brandy is so concerned about our listeners' time. So thank you, Brandy, for that thrilling rendition of Albert Fish, thrilling. who I like sad. to call Ham and Eggs. It was sad. <clears throat> the bastard. <clears throat> Colonel, any last words of wisdom from you? No, I would just like to say if you hung in with us, Roland Jared, thanks for listening. Alfonso, you keep doing what crush those cars, burn those bodies, do what you need. Just thank you for sponsoring the show. And Albert's fish and chips. Fish the catfish was was like my like my mama's. It was like my mama's catfish. It was that good. So thank you. Do they do they serve ham and eggs as well? They will not sell ham and eggs. They will not sell ham I am. Thank you all for listening and join us next time on History Dweebs. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.